everything that you're saying, I'm just like, I don't like what you're saying. <laughs> I don't like you. That's no, just, I don't have those days because I'm not an emotional roller coaster like you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I like how you legit got scared. <laughs> you, you legit got scared. Like I'm coming at you. And welcome, welcome back, back to, to Give It To Me Straight. Straight. I'm Alex. And I am John. And we're your gracious, gracious, gracious hosts. hosts. Wow. I didn't even look at that one that time. Look John. at these fancy things that we have now. I know. Our uh, editor told us to get these. Hopefully it helps us. When we say like pussy and stuff, it doesn't sound too poppy. Anything with a P. Pop that pussy. He said T also. T's. P's and T's. and T's. So it's really fuck it up right here. P's and T's. Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> we have like lots of... Um, Exciting things. A lot of stuff milestones. Happened. Milestones. We hit a hundred down. Hundred. hundred. Uh, I got. Don't worry. One a, million downloads for the podcast. Downloads. Boom. Thank you guys. One million for this podcast. One million followers on IG. Boom. Woo. It's just a month of millions. It's awesome. And my birthday. Not even a month. It's like. And it's almost your birthday. It's almost my birthday. Within like two to three days of each other, it was like a million downloads for the the podcast, and then a million. Followers I feel for like you. generally, like when we, whenever we have milestones, they all happen at like the same time. Right. Sometimes. I wish they were spread out so we had like it wasn't like one a year. <laughs> I mean, it depends how you look at what a milestone is. It doesn't have to be one a year. Whatever, like spread them out so it's not like I'm waiting for a milestone forever. Oh my gosh, you're just gonna complain no matter <laughs> what. You're like, we don't hit enough milestones. Well, then work harder, John. I am. I'm working very hard. <laughs> so we're actually shooting the podcast mid-morning because i want to try it differently i want to have you know a little more energy we didn't work out yet so we're a little more lively i don't know i had to convince alex to do it i know i like hate doing things if i haven't worked out in the morning yet but whatever we're trying something we're new trying something new it's only know? because you're like three coffees deep that's the only reason two. why you're like let's just go two only i need two. a third. wow so i'm ready cool and what do we do where are we this week we are in Richmond, Virginia. We're visiting our fam on the East Coast. Spend some time in Florida with mine and then in Virginia. But we're pre-recording these, so we don't know how it went yet. We'll keep you guys posted right, if anything crazy exactly. happens. We wanted to make sure we had these out before we left. So, um, But it, I'm excited to see our family and spend time with them. It's right. been like months. I feel like time goes by so fast being over here. I'm like, we moved here over six months ago at this point. Saw Seven our parents months. one time. Yeah. Well, your parents came like the week when we, we closed, closed on our house. on the house, and then my parents came. We didn't even. Two my parents ago. didn't even leave our house because we were just busy unpacking and then like doing minor fixes and tweaks. Because my dad's a contractor, so he was just like, "We got to go to Home Depot for this, go to Lowe's for that," and so it was just that's was all like, that they it, did while we I were know. here. I'm um, like, this is the last thing I want to do. Anything exciting? Has anything happened between last episode and now? Um, I have not seen any rattlesnakes. Oh, something exciting. We did get a Dyson vacuum. We haven't used it yet, but I'm so excited to try it. I know. I know. Our last one. I'm just, I'm not going to talk about the brand, but I'm annoyed. Or maybe we just abuse the vacuum because Well, of I think we just use it so much. Like any. But we had a cordless vacuum, a nice one. And this is the second one within a year. Mm-hmm. And it just died. And of course, it's probably a simple fix, but we don't know how to fix it. I think just like Kobe's hair just clogs up everything. Dog hair, dirt and rocks. Yeah, and rocks. But I've only heard good things about these Tysons. So, it should. They're like, so expensive. Yeah, it was really expensive. But we need to know what the warranty is. You know is you're old it. when you're excited for a vacuum. I always wanted a Dyson though, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, right. You know you've made it when you, you could buy a Dyson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I still... To still like click purchase on it was painful still though. To be like for a vacuum. Well. It better fucking last. The timing of buying it I think was what was soul crushing because we also. When it rains it pours. I feel like when you like have one big purchase it's all. You have a bunch of other big purchases at the same time. So we did a we did a giveaway for Alex hitting a million followers on Instagram. So we did like a. MacBook Pro, AirPods, and some other stuff. And so 
buying that stuff and then also buying the Dyson at the same time. I was like, oh my God, this is so much in one week. Hashtag worth it. Oh, you know what I'm actually excited for is um, to talk about our experience at Universal because <clears throat> since we started dating, I've told John that I wanted to go to Harry Potter World and you've always said, I'm not going with you. But now that we're seeing my parents in Florida, we're going to Harry Potter World. I think it's going to be so dumb, but whatever. I, I think it's going to be slammed with people and we're just going to be waiting in line. Whether you get that speed pass or you don't, I just, it's going to be such a waste of I time. I can't wait till we're back on the next episode and you're going to be like, it was fucking amazing. And no, you had the no, best time not. of your Who life. Who cares? You've never been. You're fucking 30, almost 31 years old. Oh, other yeah. thing, Alice is going to turn 31. I know, that's what I'm saying. It will, like, we're going, it'll be my birthday, like, and then your birthday is in, like, a few days after this episode comes out. Like, and you're going to be Don't 36. you want to just, like, chill at the beach, play, like, cornhole and cam jam and stuff and hang out? Can jam. Can jam. Instead of just, like, being slammed against people waiting in line to go on a fucking 10-second roller coaster. Of just, like, ex but I think that you don't realize that, like, even waiting in the lines is an experience. No, I haven't not. been a, a since miserable I was experience. in, like, I don't know, 10th grade. I mean, whatever. We're going to do it, so get excited. I'm so excited. You're going to have so much fun. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. You're going to have the best time. Anything else, though? I feel like there's not many more updates no it's hot we're gonna be moving out of our house in like a week and that's it oh wait no you we have to like read your reminders i do i have one about. i have one thing i have one thing and then we'll move on to questions so alex and i watched a star is born <gasps> the other day and I shed I shed a little tear, and some parts like when Gaga's singing, my hair raised. I'm We've like, this is fucking this awesome. Too. I know, but it's been forever. And then, like you know, at the end, how spoiler alert, he dies. <laughs> and then, like, of course, Alex and I have been doing this morbid talk lately. And so Alex was thinking about me dying and then she was crying and then telling me how much she loves me. And then I ended up <laughs> recording it because I'm a dickhead. You really are. <laughs> I was like, like I had like three cocktails. So I'm already feeling more emotional. And then in my vulnerable moments where I'm like, be safe, John. I see you whip out your phone. I'm like, what are you doing? I didn't film her. I just laid it on the bed because I want to like remember when Alex is mad at me that she actually does love me. What? So she's saying all this nice stuff to me. So now I just like, I know how much she loves me. So I feel like I could do no wrong. It's great. That's I'm not just like, how this she works. loves me so that much. That's not how this works. I could do whatever I want. Like what? What consists of doing whatever you want? I don't know. I could play Call of Duty till three in the morning if I nope. want to. Yeah, no. <laughs> like I was talking to my friend about this the other day where they're like, what love is unconditional? And most love, I think, except for maybe like you loving your kids is conditional. Like we any relationship, friendship, like if you're not holding up your end of like this contract, why would I, why would I love you? Like it's, it would be very easy to not love you. So don't get comfortable. Did you John. say it'd be really easy to not love if you, me? If you end up fucking up and acting stupid. You, I can do no wrong. Anyways, quickie number one, let's go. <laughs> oh, now, now you're in a rush. <laughs> My boyfriend and I are going to the same college next year unintentionally. What are some boundaries slash tips to keep our relationship good? What was the first part? They both, they're, they're going both. to the same college next year, but unintentionally. Oh, boundaries. Yeah, I think it's a good time to meet new people as far as friends go. I mean, you guys could date or whatever, but it, it would be good for you to like separate a little bit and have your own friend groups because you're young. You need to like meet new people mm -hmm. and experience new things together and separate. I was going to say like I would make sure that you're doing things separately because there are so many new experiences but if you guys do want to keep a healthy relationship be intentional about i don't think it will be hard to do separate things in college you're going to be meeting new friends regardless because there's so many new experiences in college but i think if you want to have a healthy relationship set intentional time together like maybe a sport what are that uh, intramurals intramurals yep. yeah yeah I dated my high school girlfriend through my freshman year of college. And I missed out on a whole year, basically. I was going to say, yeah, I did long distance for the first like year and a half. Of Everyone school. thinks they're going to 
stay together. Like yeah. everyone thinks that. That's your my biggest regret was having a boyfriend going into college. I know. It's just like, I'm not saying this isn't gonna work for you guys, but like, yeah, I should a hundred percent have been single in the beginning of school. Yeah, I, I think I missed out on a lot of experiences. Like like hanging out with other <laughs> women and and you know Yeah, same. <laughs> Hang out with other women. <laughs> All right, next question. What did you guys go to school for? Are you satisfied with where you are at? I went to school for uh, communication media and environmental science. And I don't think that I used any of those. But you didn't know though. You no, didn't know. no. Yeah, but I mean like the communication media part you would think would have like helped in some way. The environmental science major was because I just wanted to be the Lorax. I love the planet. But both of those things, I think- What's the Lorax? You, you don't know what the Lorax uh, is? Oh, is this um, Dr. Dr. Shroom, Dr. Seuss. Schultz. Dr. Schultz. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. I just think experience trumps, we've talked about this before, experience can trump a degree based on what you're going to school for. Ultimately, I am happy with where I'm at. Um, I think, again, going to school was a, a fun experience, just like growing up, but I don't think that my degrees were necessary. <laughs> first degree, no. Second degree, yes, for me. But but what were they? Because Explain. my first one was business administration, and obviously I didn't know what I was doing, and I'm not even good at math. Like, it was hard for me. I would have... I say this now as an adult, I wish I went for two years to community college and mm. got my gen eds and all that shit out of the way. Do you and think that would have changed though? Like what your path was? I think I maybe I would have had more insight because I would have been probably home with my parents mm. and maybe my parents would have guided me in a different direction or something. Because when you go to college, like that's it, you're on your own. I'm like, well, I might as well just finish this degree because I'm in it. So I think it was a waste. I didn't do anything with that degree. I mean, I was a teacher's aide when I got out of college. But then when I went back for my master's in OT, I mean, when if you're doing something specific like lawyer, psychologist, therapy, Engineer. nursing, any sort of healthcare, like any of those things, yeah, I mean, it's a priority because you need those degrees and you're there for something specific. But when you do these broad degrees, I just remember be being in college, like freshman, sophomore year and being so torn about what I wanted to do. Like I was... I was in a that's science. What you were, that's what you were thinking about? Yeah, I was like, what do I want to do with my life? Wow. Like, I was like, what do I, is my degree like worth it? Should I be, should I switch schools? Because I really wanted to do film. I was like, do I leave NC State and go to a film school in New York? And I remember one summer I toured film schools in Manhattan and I was like, I'm just going to go to fucking film school in LA or New York. And then I was like, but am I going to miss out on this college experience? Like, I loved being on the dance team. I loved, like, the school spirit of NC State. And Dude, college needs to be more mainstream. What, uh, like... More mainstream it already is mainstream. Well, more, more like, um, to, like, what work life is. Because what a kick in the ass it was for me. Oh, yeah. Right when I graduated college, I'm like, everything fun died. Immediately, my soul died. I was like, "What is this?" Is your soul I was still around. Dead? You go from a place where you're with everyone the same age as you, hanging out all the time. I had the best time of my life, man. I partied all the time and like whatever. And then social life died. I didn't know anyone, and I was just at work. I'm like, "Oh my god, this is it." It is such a shift, and for most <clears throat> people, I think it is. I don't know for some people who haven't like experienced the shift from college to like real world being so like drastic, but. I do remember being like, fuck, what do I do now? Like, we have to, like, you have to make your own schedule, get your own job, make money, survive. It's a and pinnacle it time in your life where you're like, sink yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's why I do remember being stressed in college. Anyway, we are making all of these questions so long or all of these answers. Moving on. Is that an answer? Sure. We gave an answer. I don't even remember what the question was, but yeah, sure. <laughs> it go. was asking what we went to school for. I don't, okay. need, you, I don't need you to repeat it. <laughs> in conclusion, <laughs> Go! You gotta relax, John. Like, I don't think that you're good to record in the mornings either. Next question. Is it right for my fiance's friends to plan a bachelor party and have strippers there? Or is it fine that my fiance thinks it's okay in general to go to a strip club? Is this even okay if you are in a committed relationship with someone? User preference. I don't know. Like, 
user preference. <laughs> I think it's your boundary depending on what is okay with you personally. Because Do you trust him? First off, if you don't trust him in general, then you guys shouldn't be getting married. I don't know if it even comes down to trust or just, it's just like, no, what are you okay with in a relationship? It, it, no, because- If he's not touching this, everyone's boundary is different, but like, if it's a trust thing for you, it's way past him just going to but, uh, the strip club. I don't think that- trust necessarily has to do with someone's boundary of not wanting them to go to a strip club. Like you could trust someone and still not want them to go. Like, I don't care if you go, but trust, trust is a part of that, but it's not the only reason. Like some people just might not want their partner at a strip club. Like regardless of trust, you could still trust them, but I like, don't care if you go. Why would they tell her that? For trust. Like if you, like if they didn't, there would be a breach of trust there. Not really. It's a white lie. Oh my God, John. Like, is there things that you need to tell me? Have you just been white lying? No, but didn't we talk about this? Like, if it's not going to hurt them, like if they, if it doesn't really involve her and they're just going, if you no one's a, doing anything wrong. If you went to a strip club and you didn't tell me, I would be like, why the fuck would you not tell me? Like that would break a piece of trust. I mean, I'd be like, why didn't you invite me? That would really be the question. I think if you're worried, I think there's more concern somewhere else. I, a little bit. I mean, because if if I was marrying you and you're like, I'm going to the strip club, I was like, all right, whatever. But that's what I just assume because that's culturally everyone I know like goes to strip clubs on their bachelor bachelorette parties. Didn't you go to one on yours? No, I was in Tulum. I, there was no men involved in mine. You you went to one in Miami though, or something. Yeah, I went to eleven, and I was very close to being like, "How can I audition?" <laughs> the the women were so strong and beautiful, and just like, per, like Probably when they were performers, skill. I was like, "Oh my god, they're angels!" Like. I mean, I like strip clubs, but again, I think there's a boundary. I haven't been to one in years either, but like, I think that there's a boundary. Like if that's not okay with you, you have to ex express that to your fiance and say like, what is okay? Where's your line at a strip club? You, you're apparently like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> no, I mean, whatever. It's, I just think it's a little more than that. That's all. I think there's more like of a trust issue than that, because if it's that big of a deal, Whatever. Have the conversation. We'll just leave it at that. Have I just think it depends on your relationship. What's okay in our relationship is not going to be okay in everyone else's relationship. That's yeah, it. I agree. And so if it's not okay for you, then that's your preference. And that's what you, that is where you draw the line. And you have to explain that to your fiance. And if he's not okay with that, then that's the bigger issue. Next question. How to negotiate a pay raise. I have a fairly high position, but recently discovered that I'm the lowest paid employee. The newest member is making 5K more than me. It's a relatively small company, but I know that I bring the most value to the team. For context, I've been with the company for almost 10 years. I'm a female. I also put in about eight hours more a week than all of my coworkers. So she wants to raise... She's been there probably longer than some other people. She's just saying, how do I negotiate a pay raise? Because I think that pay transparency is important, like between coworkers, because this is how like, you know that you're being compensated like fairly, because I know that when I was starting out, I did not know that you could negotiate your salary. People were like $10 an hour. And I'm like, sold. I'm just happy to have a job. But now... I think, especially like Gen Z, they're so much better at like negotiating like what they're worth. Um, but I think you've been here for 10 years. Negotiating a pay raise can be super intimidating. But yeah, I mean, you. I would, even, I would wanna know what the pay uh, scale protocol in your company is too, because for a therapist, for example, for us, I need to negotiate what I want at higher because after that, it's like. You couldn't negotiate but, after that though? No. Like it's, for bonuses? Everyone's or? on like a 1% to 2% pay raise every year. 1% to 2%, which is like nothing. I feel like there's always room for negotiation. No, there's not. And so how therapy, like at least for us in the, the years I've done it and talked to other therapists, it's like you'd quit, go somewhere else and go back to that mm -hmm. if you wanted to and then negotiate because you don't know walking in like how much everyone's getting paid. So you just kind of 
guessing basically, but I agree with you where talking about it with your cohort or your peers, I agree that with any job and anything you do, even what we're doing now, I want to know. know what other creators are getting paid for brand deals and stuff like that. Because be- fuck the man. Like, who cares about them? I feel like money can be such a taboo topic. Like, people are like, it's rude to ask. But we love talking about money because I just feel like when the the more information that is out there, the better it is for everyone to do well. Like, what is it? Rising tides raise ships. And I just think that some people... Gatekeep. Um, People have to get over gatekeeping. It's just. But for you, I think you know your worth. Like, set a rate that, like, do some market research, see what you should be compensated. And then I would set a meeting with whoever, whoever is there to give you a raise, set a meeting and bring to the table why you should get that raise. Again, I'm not like a. I'm not a genius when it comes to, or I'm not an expert when it comes to like negotiating or like what this entails, but I know that there's a lot of information out there on how to negotiate. Have you ever like negotiate? How would you negotiate? I always negotiate it in the beginning. Be like, and it was, I would just be like, this is what I want. Like, well, we can do like, say it was like $5 less. I'm like, no, I want this. Cause it's an hourly rate for therapists that I like can kind of guess where I'm at based off of my, and you could look up what your position is. Like there's a website and it's like, if you have five years experience as an OT, you should make this mm-hmm. amount. And so I kind of negotiate. But there's other that. things that like you can. I would also look at other jobs too and just see maybe if you apply to other places, maybe got an offer, see where it's at and kind of pin them against each other. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But maybe I just have something in your back pocket just in case too. There's other things that you could factor in as well, as opposed to just like showing what, <clears throat> what um, people in your industry are making with your experience. Like, well, I wouldn't you, say that like Margaret's making this and no, yeah, like not, I wouldn't compare other people's salaries to your own. I would just like strictly talk about yourself, like what you deserve. Um, but it could be really intimidating, but again, you owe it to yourself to do it, set that meeting and practice, practice in the mirror, practice with, with a friend. Um, we should have, we should have, uh, if anyone, our team on to because they negotiate oh, everything for us and they're, they're sharks. sharks. Yeah, they're sharks. They'll negotiate anything. But um, I just think that do your research. There's a lot of information. Like I've got on, I've gone on TikTok before and come across like a lot of like those negotiator salary videos, mm. and they're super helpful. But I'm like, I don't negotiate anything anymore. <laughs> so except with you. So maybe I should study some negotiation mm. tactics. Any other tips? No, no, I like that. For me, it was different because I never, like if they wanted to fire me, I was like, cool, I'll just go somewhere else. So like I had that leeway of, there's so many positions open for me that I never cared going in, kind of like strong arming them, Yeah, strong arming them. But I think that that's like the most powerful position to be in is when like, you're not afraid of walking away. Like that's even for us, like when we, do get approached by certain companies if like we don't want to work with them because it's like not a rate that we're comfortable with. Like we walk away, you know? And so I think that to John's point, do your research, like maybe, maybe look at some other companies that you would make more money at that you wouldn't mind working for applying at. Um, and just say like, if you do have a cushion that like you could be, you know, that you could walk away, you could always use that as leverage as well. Um, but best of luck. Next question. My boyfriend and I are big fans of your podcast. He has a habit of asking stupid questions to our friends. So we wanted to ask you also, my boyfriend wants to know, what is the biggest animal you can realistically take on in a fight and why? The biggest animal. Who do I, what can I, who do I, who do I, who do I? <laughs> John's afraid of all animals. <laughs> Rattlesnake, lizard, mosquito. You could definitely take a lizard. Well, I would never hurt if you a was, lizard. If, if it was life or death. Life or death. Like you're fighting like a coyote. We have coyotes. You think you could take one coyote? The thing is like. Just one, not a pack. It's the teeth. That's where I'm like, if they if they clamped on to an artery, I'm fucked. Who do you. Uh, dead. Which animal though do you really realistically think you could take? What can I like clock in the face? <laughs> I think I could take one coyote. Uh, probably one coyote. I don't think you could. I think I could. I don't think John, you could. John, number one, I'm faster than you. I know exactly what I would do too. Titanium two, arm out. 
bites onto my titanium arm, and then I just smash him into oblivion. I don't want to think about hurting an animal, though. You have to. It's life or death. It's It's you or the animal. Also, I could absolutely take. I have stronger legs than you do, John. I would punt it off of the thing. Is they probably have like like the pit bull bull jaw where it locks in. So like your leg, if that's your biggest, you're kicking straight on. I'm going at like this. It's just more. This is protection. You know how I would beat it. I would give him treats and you would choke it like those videos of the the chicks popping the watermelons between their legs. Just. I'm talking about loving the animal to oh. death, and you're like, Alex would squeeze its head until it explodes. You've seen those videos? The how, chicks smashing watermelons how between their much, thighs. How much like poundage do, does it take to squeeze a watermelon and explode it? I couldn't do it. I don't know. Because I could squeeze like 250 pounds, you know, on that squeezy machine. Oh. Should I practice with that? Adduction. The thing is, I think that watermelons are too like, like smooth. You could probably take a gopher. A gopher? John, I'm not, I don't want to fight it. Anyways, I vote coyote for me. You think that's the biggest though that you could take? Like what if- Like realistically, if, if you a, look at your average of winning, probably. What if like a moose came nope, at you? No, moose would kill me. You know how big those things are? It would just destroy me. What about, what, I don't, I feel like I can't think of like big animals. Like what are some other that's animals? That's what I'm thinking about. I don't think I take big animals. Like a wolf would kill me. A wolf, no. Anyways, doesn't matter. Probably a coyote. You can't take a coyote. I would take a coyote home. Okay. And he would be best friends with Kobe. Next question. Next question. (laughs) Okay. Next question. My best friend and I have been friends for 15 years. We've been long distance friends who talk once a month or so, but have always supported each other when big things happened. Example, engagements, weddings, and have always showered with one another with love. Her now husband has previously cheated on her, and I hated him for a year when I heard that that happened. I have never actually enjoyed spending time with him anyway because he's pretty juvenile and messy when intoxicated. I just don't understand the appeal, but I eventually forgave him, just as my best friend eventually did too. The cheating was a seven-month-long affair before they were married, though. It's ridiculous. Anyway, I went to her wedding in Vegas, and although I usually hate Vegas, I had a great time. But since then, I have texted my bestie four times, and she hasn't responded. It's now been a month. I genuinely can't think of one single thing I may have done to piss her off. I even asked my husband, who was also at the wedding, and he said I wasn't messy drunk, and he said he couldn't think of a reason why she would be upset with me either. I'm afraid to call her because if she doesn't answer, it will feel like a best friend ghosting breakup, and I don't know if I can emotionally handle that. She's even been posting pics from her Vegas wedding, and I'm not in any of them. I have been very kind and genuine, asking her to please talk to me about what she is feeling, but I haven't gotten anything. Crickets. I even reached out to her husband to make sure that she didn't change her phone number. What do I do? I love her with all of my heart, but I think she's done. And that's super sad. She has a reception coming up in a month and I would have to fly to go to this party, but I don't know if she even wants me there. I wonder what the husband said when you messaged him. That's what I was or wondering. Or maybe he didn't. Like, did he respond back to you about I'm her I'm assuming number? he, I'm just assuming he probably was like, that friendship's done. But why like though? Her, like if nothing happened at the wedding, she was at the wedding, they seemingly had a good time. I bet you somebody, I'm assuming if she, she feels the way she does about the husband, she's probably said something to somebody and maybe somebody said something to the now cheating husband. I and maybe would, he then said something to the wife and now he's like, you can't be friends with her anymore. That's where my I would reach out to someone else to. who is a mutual friend. Someone else who's at the wedding who you're also friends with, who's friends with her and just be like, have you heard from so-and-so why she's not reaching out to me? She's ignoring my calls. Like, can someone act as the mediator between you, you know, just to kind of get some insight? Because I think that flying, like, I think that right now- Fuck that. No, I wouldn't go. You wouldn't reach out to a friend? No, I wouldn't fly out there. No, no, I'm not saying fly. I'm saying like reach out. But I think like going to this party feeling unwanted isn't something that I would do. But at this point right now too, you're also just like assuming. Like who's to say that she's really just busy. She's not just busy, you know? Like sometimes friends- She's she's posting photos. So she's texted her and stuff said, please talk to me. Meanwhile, the- her friend is like posting photos of their time together. So that's kind of cold blooded. Like worst case, like maybe <clears throat> the text got lost or like didn't, there's a bug. Maybe the text like didn't go through for some reason or, you know what I mean? All like, four of her text messages? Who, who knows? I'm just thinking like, 
worst case, like you still haven't had communication from her, which silence does speak volumes sometimes. But I just think before, especially because if like you can't think of like anything that specifically happened, I would try to have a mutual friend be the mediator and be like, hey, can you reach out? I wouldn't have. No, I wouldn't have a mutual friend be a mediator. I would have a mutual friend just message her. What's the difference? I meant, no, no, just, I meant. no, 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 no. And just like see if she responds. Cause then if she responds to her, then you can go down that train of, you know, she's avoiding you. Well, I just think it's I wouldn't say like, be a mediator. Like before you even do that, like you'll, you'll know enough just from that action of her responding to her friend and not you. Well, right. You but have it, someone else ask if she's heard from them and then you could say, well, you said mediator, like the first thing just that meaning she- like someone who's a, a mutual person between you to make that connection. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I did, it, you made it sound like you wanted the other friend to reach out and be like, Hey, why haven't you talked to, I think, I think you could utilize Megan. that after like, and be like, Hey, have you heard from so-and-so? Can you ask her to fucking call me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just make sure she's, more friends with you than her. I don't know. That's that's tough though. I mean, friend breakups are not fun. Um, but I think it's even harder when it's with a friend who does not know how to communicate. Next question. My husband has an addictive personality. He's a recovering alcoholic. He's been sober five years, May 1st. What helped him stay sober outside of AA, therapy for himself and us as a couple, was picking up smoking cigars. I never liked it. It smells and his breath is disgusting, but I just deal with it because I love him and I know it's his way to relax. And I would rather that any day than a drink. He recently said he wants to stop smoking cigars. I want to support him because I hate it and it's unhealthy. However, my anxiety is so high that I fear he will drink again. He needs a new outlet to relax and I don't want him to quit until he has a plan. Do you have any advice on what he could take up next to help with his anxiety and stress? Man. I, I like. I, I understand exactly what she's saying, though. Like, one stressor for another, or like. Yeah, I mean, I feel like in a way, every. I don't want to speak for everyone, but like we kind of had that in the sense of like replacing wine at the end of the night for tea. a healthier habit, which is we like have so many seltzers in the house, like Lacroix. Have them start the, smoking hookah instead of cigars. <laughs> no, that's probably not great either. But I think just having things on hand that are healthier options again like i think when well, your um, dad when he stopped smoking he had he was crushing gum gum um what are they um nicotine no what are they called uh, toothpicks. listerine toothpicks um gum toothpicks mint i just think when it's alcohol or like a smoking habit it's a it's like an oral fixation that you're looking for so i think by like you know, substituting that for seltzers, tea, gum, mints, like having these things on deck. I think it's something that's beef jerky, but something that's going to unwind him. Yeah. But you know, no, I don't think that shit really unwinds you, but like having the cigar at the end of the night, just like relaxing. Cause I'm not gonna be like, Oh, let me go relax outside and like chew gum. Yeah. But relax outside with like hot tea. That's nice. Get him into gaming. How is that more relaxing than like sitting out and? It is. I I use gaming as an outlet. I do. I like, I rather game than watch TV. I rather game. You know what? No makes me not eat, for example, at night is gaming because I'm distracted. A distraction. I'm serious. When I, when I game, I'm like not going to get food or whatever. But if I was sitting watching TV, I'd go to the fridge, get some food. So something that's going to like occupy your mind more so than just like chewing gum. But I'm, that, not, but I'm not anyways, just saying chewing gum. Right, right. That, like, that's an idea though. Like different oral fixation things that they could do that's a healthier option than smoking. I think gaming or getting into something that's going to keep your mind occupied. Because gaming's at night. You can play that at your house or whatever. I'm not saying like you're not going to go play intramurals to wind down. Puzzles. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> you hit when, when Fuck puzzles. puzzles were like the thing during the pandemic. I was like, we're going to make puzzles. I think I got like three different puzzles. We didn't build a single one. No. But it, I mean, I just think that there's other, there are other things. You could go on walks at the end of the night. I just think that you kind of have to figure out like what works for him. But having all these things on hand are just going to be helpful and prepared. But I mean, I'm a fan of beef jerky. Make beef jerky. I fucking love jerky. I love jerky too. And it's like chewing it. I don't know, whatever. But 
Congrats though on him staying sober. Yep. That's an amazing feat. Next question. I'm a 30 year old man. I got married five years ago and have since gotten divorced. Been single for years and I'm not in a place where I'm stuck on the notion of a soulmate. And I know that it may not be in the cards and that's okay. I'm at a place where I'm sick of dating, the apps and the runaround. I would rather go through the surrogacy process and be a single dad. I've shared my plan to start the process in the spring of next year and I've gotten a ton of support. Am I giving up too soon? Should I just wait it out? I never want to regret not doing the things that mean the most. Do single people want to date a single dad? I mean, we're not single. I don't know, but I'm assuming so. If you're a good person, then I'm sure they would date you. And you doing something, I'm going to say noble, but like you, you know, you have a good head on your shoulders, it seems, and you're wanting to care for someone else besides yourself is pretty admirable. I think making any decision for yourself, like this is something that you're willing to do without a partner. And that like, to your point is a noble decision. Like it's you knowing that this is a, a part of your life that you want to move towards. And I think once you start doing anything that is for you, that's when they come, that's yeah, when they come and knock. Exactly. That's what I'm going to say. Like once you start like just loving yourself and being your biggest fan and doing the things that feel right to you. That's, that's, I think like when all of you reap all the rewards of right. the universe. Also, you're only 30. Well, that's what he's that's saying. Though, like, should he give up on dating? I would not give up do, on dating. Do what makes you happy, right? Do what makes you happy. And if you're in a place that like, when you know, you know, and if it's something you want to do, then then don't wait. But at the same time, you're only 30 years old. Like you have plenty of time. It's so cliche though to say that like, oh, once you stop dating, that's when, you know, like once you stop looking for it, that's when they come to you. But I just think like once you do focus on yourself more and you don't look what thirsty, you no do, one wants somebody who's thirsty, you know, so you focusing on yourself, people are not like, even just like thirsty, but, but I could see where it's just like exhausting, continuing to date um, and you feel like you're holding off on this thing that you want to do in life. Like if you feel like you can handle being a single parent, because that's, I think, if anything, the bigger challenge of it is, you know, having a child with a partner is the most ideal because it's a lot of work. And so if you have the support system, if you can do it on your own, then then go for it. Um, and then I think, you know, you, if someone wants to pursue you as a single dad, like that is, you're going to then find the right person then. But I don't think that you should like hold off. But I also don't think that, you know, it's quote unquote giving up. Um, yeah. I mean, just keep, Keep all doors open. That's all. Next question. I have a dilemma. My two sisters and mom and dad have dogs. My husband and I grew up with dogs and love them, but we have two kids and just don't want a dog right now. My family has asked on multiple occasions to bring their dogs over. And I have to say no, because my husband is so against it because he doesn't want dog hair in the house. What are your thoughts? If you didn't have a dog, would you let dogs in your house? What would your excuse be for your family? So you don't throw your husband under the bus. I have allergies. I think that um, if I didn't have Kobe, also it's, it's number one, I would annoying. never, I would never bring Kobe over someone else's house and assume that he's invited, especially if they don't have dogs. Dogs are messy, they fucking shed, and they trail mud through. The fact that you just have kids, like that's enough of a mess as it is. But I think that you could use them as an excuse as to why you don't want dogs over and say, um, "I'm trying to keep my house clean for my kids. I don't need extra." dirt hair trailing through my home. I'm doing the best that I can. Like, I just think it's rude that they would assume that their dogs are even, and we're dog owners. We fucking love I our mean, dogs. I mean, I find it annoying, but like, I'm not going to say anything because we have a dog and if people have dogs, I'd bring Kobe over, you know, but I even find it annoying. I don't know. Even when people have dogs, I'm not assuming that Kobe's invited over because no, they own dogs. Assuming that's the worst. If they're like, hey, do you mind if I bring blah, blah, or like that's different. But they're just bringing the dogs over. They said that they, the, her sisters and her parents have dogs. They don't have dogs, but they ask if they could bring their dogs over. I mean, if it's a long weekend or something and it's hard for them to find someone that can pay for the, to babysit the dog or whatever, I don't, I don't know. No. But if it's for a couple hours or something, leave the dog at home. That's what I'm saying. No, like it's not like they're, I'm assuming you all live close. Like it's just bringing their dogs over. Yeah. No. I, again, 
we just got a Dyson. I can't wait to use it and clean the house with our with all of Kobe's do- dog hair because it's you everywhere. Got, I mean, you have to know them on a personal level too. To be, is it her parents or her husband's parents? Her parents. Oh, so then her sisters it, and mom. And yeah, dad. it's your family, so you should be able to speak up for yourself with that. Luckily, it's not the in-laws. You could be like, no, I don't want your fucking dog at the house. I think again, just explaining that. Like, you don't have to throw anyone under the bus. The fact that it is your home, you have kids, you don't want dogs in it to mess it up or just say it's an allergy thing. Like, but I, I, I just don't get the respect. Like, I, I, I understand that people love their dogs and want to bring them everywhere with them. But a lot of dogs also don't have the manners of your own dog. Like some dogs are allowed up on couches. Like we don't. Didn't some, one of your friends friends at their wedding brought their dog yes yeah we went to a wedding go ahead yeah you tell it we went to a wedding and someone brought their dog to the fucking wedding wedding they brought their dog to a wedding and just assumed like it was okay like people just have no awareness and like i get it i want to bring kobe with me everywhere i don't get it we have a dog no we're not stupid love him but yeah no i just think that it is being self-aware that not everyone is a dog fan. But so it, what would you say, though, so that she doesn't have to like if this was you, what would you Since say? Since it's her parents and her family, I just be like, hey, guys, listen, I just really setting the scene. Setting Here the we scene. go. Every episode. Mom, dad, sister, little sister, bigger big sister. sister. <laughs> listen, guys, I have kids. It's hard enough cleaning the house as it is. And I really just don't want your dogs coming in here and messing the house up. If you don't mind leaving them at home, I'd appreciate it. Uh, if you don't, don't fucking come over. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's meet somewhere else. Yeah. Go somewhere else. Or, I mean, if you have a fence in backyard, <clears throat> maybe the solution is they could come over, but they can't come in the house. Leave them outside. Yep. That's true too. Cool. Yeah. But. Good luck. I'm trying not to give conclusions. Like I'm doing my best to just You're be doing like. doing great. And. <laughs> <laughs> and next question. And moving on. For some reason, you're just annoying me today. <laughs> it's just one of those days, you know? It's just one of those days. It's just days. one of those days where just like everything that you're saying, I'm just like, I don't like what you're saying. <laughs> I don't like you. That's no, just, I don't have those days because I'm not an emotional roller coaster like you. <laughs> what? <laughs> you, I like how you legit got scared. <laughs> you legit got like I'm coming at you. Just like for some reason, you're gonna hit me in the back of your head. I'm like, wait till later. Last huh? question. Let's get it. I'm so hungry. All right, next question. Been with my wife for ten years, and we have two kids. My wife and I both work like crazy. Our sex life has completely drowned. We used to be adventurous and explored every angle of each other, but now it's completely different. There are a couple of positions that are allowed. Anything else like oral or anything other than those positions are shot down with a strong no. I love my wife, but I'm constantly feeling empty because I miss those emotions and feelings of passion and curiosity we once felt. I try to bring it up to her and she says I should be happy because most married couples aren't having sex. Crazy, I know. It is a hard position because I want to be fulfilled, but if my partner doesn't see it, how do I fix it? I've tried to take her on trips and get alone time, but I'm still stuck with zero desire on her end to share the passion and energy we once had in our love life. I worry that this emptiness will eventually catch up to me and cause questions about the future success of my marriage. Do I accept this fate of love life with my wife or should I allow my desire to share love and passion with someone stand its ground? It should stand its ground, but I think it should be, you know, mutually, you know, she has to agree. You you have to come in a middle ground with each other. Maybe she's just, her sex drive isn't at the same level as yours. And one's always more than the other. Like Alex is way more than me. But it's just like, you have to figure out what's going to work for both of you. Um, I think also number one, first thing I want to say is married couples do have sex. They do. One. They do. But we like, also don't have kids. We don't though. have kids also. But also all the questions we get, we have... S- 90% of them are about, are about sex, yeah. whether it's the male or it's the female. And it's both. And it's just like, I've been in a relationship for two years. Or I've been in a relationship for one. I've been in a year for seven. I, I, and it's like, our love life has died. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that honeymoon phase is going to die. It's just figuring out how to maintain 
like your sex life as the years go on that works out for both of you. And as far as like crazy positions and all that stuff, I'm not the right person to ask. I'm like, what works? I'm not going to fi- fix what works already for us. As long as we're both getting what we need. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. But if you're not having sex at all, like there needs to be a conversation. You get, get a sex therapist in there something because something's going on. Yeah, I think the majority of our questions that do come in are just about the imbalance of sex drive between couples. So you're not alone. A lot of people deal with this. And I don't think that it's always like I think that just how relationships ebb and flow. So does your sex drive like people's libidos are different and you can't compare one relationship to another just because one couple has a really high libido and they talk about fucking every day like I I have a high libido in my opinion, but. I don't want to fuck every day. <laughs> um, so I think like you just can't compare your relationship with other couples. However, with anything in life, with anything in life, but you do need sex is such a huge part of relationships. Um, I would almost argue that maybe her, she's having a hormone imbalance. Um, maybe she needs to speak to her doctor and there is a way to address that and bring that up. Otherwise, I would I would suggest counseling. I don't think that like giving up on your sex life and, you know, assuming or accepting this fate that you're no longer going to have this passionate love life anymore. But you do have kids. I'm sure she's exhausted. I'm sure you're exhausted. Like your life is different than when it was 10 years ago when you first got together. So I don't think that you could compare where you are in your life to where you were. Your situation has changed, but this does not mean that you can't get back to a place of passion. Also that outside outsider source, like the, the therapist, whoever could be the one who suggests the chemical imbalance and could suggest speaking to somebody instead of you telling your wife. So there, that's an option too. Moving on. What are your icks, John? So I have two icks and they're not really about you. You're part of it though, but it's not like against you. Okay. So one ick I have is how dependent I've gotten on you for conversation with other people. So the event we went to speaking to like people that work for these brands or whatever, or maybe I'm just not prepared. I don't know, but I'm so used to like having you next to me when we have conversations where it's like almost awkward for me, I'm like, oh, what do you, and then I take a play out of your book. I'm like, what do you do? How long have you worked here? Blah, you always blah, blah. gotta ask people about themselves. I, I know, I'm trying to be like an active listener and also like talk about them and then it just dies. And then, or my mind goes blank and like Alex was talking to somebody else and I'm like, oh, I was so awkward. I was like, oh, let me introduce you to Alex. And I turned and Alex talking and I sat there like this for a second. I go, well, she's talking to somebody right now, but maybe I'll introduce you later. And then it was like another long pause. It was like so uncomfortable. And I could not wait to get out of the, get out of it. Are you just like, are you, do you feel like you're getting social anxiety, like communicating with people outside of our, maybe because like, I don't know, we're always together. And like then we see other people. It's like, we don't see anyone, but then we see people and it's like a mass influx. But I do think though, that you build that up to be such a bigger deal than it is in your head. Like those pauses probably felt like forever for you, but like to them, they were probably like, oh, okay. Like they probably did not even notice. Cause sometimes I'll have that too. Even like when we're talking on the podcast or someone else's podcast, I'm like, I paused for 100 years and then I'll listen back and Maybe they cut out the pause, but I'm like, oh, it wasn't that, you know, that uh, I don't long. Know. It's, it seemed long. I was like, Jesus. I think it's always going to seem worse in your head because also those other people are just analyzing how they interacted with you, you know, yeah. like they're probably like, wow, I sounded dumb talking to John. And you're like, wow, I sounded dumb. <laughs> like everyone Maybe. just, everyone is more concerned about themselves. <clears throat> yeah, you're probably right. Maybe, but whatever. I need to like. Start talking to people when I'm not around you. Get me, you know, more comfortable in it. You know what that means, John? You have to do things. I have to go do things, yeah. right. <laughs> the other thing, the other ick was, you know, we finally got sun at our house. But we're like, oh, let's all go to Venice Beach, go to the bar out there and hang out. And we drove to Venice and it was windy and cold. And then it was, and then we're like, oh, let's go back to our house. Cause it's like a 40 minute drive. When we come back to our house and it was then windy and cold at our house. I'm like, fuck. It actually wasn't. It was still warmer at our house. But the sun was gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I didn't know that there was like 
within a 40 minute drive or a 30 difference. minute drive. When you're like, off the coast like though. It's a 20 degree difference. I just love where we live. Yeah. I like where we live more than like other places. Like it's just, let's just stay here. No matter what, the weather is always going to be a topic of conversation. I know. That's that, just what that's everyone it, talks though. about. That's it. Hmm. I really, I didn't plan in it because um, I just didn't think of one and nothing like really stood out to me. I guess I would have to say, I don't know. I talk about a lot of my ics in therapy, like with my therapist. Like, oh, okay. Like my own personal ics that I have like with myself, you know? Mm. Hey, if you don't have an ick, that's good. No, I feel like I have to have an ick. Who doesn't have an ick? Oh, you know what my ick is? If I want to like make it personal or just like, you know, it's not necessarily. I mean, you don't have to talk about you. me if you don't, you don't have to. No, talk. no, I don't have one. My <laughs> ick, I just like feel like I didn't like you this whole podcast this whole time. <laughs> that was but your ick. But that's okay. Like, yeah, my ick was just like, why? Every response was just like, why, why was just are you like, here? Why are you saying that, John? Someone had actually written that in recently. They were like, what is something that your partner does that like just immediately annoys you? And I'm like, sometimes my voice. it's just, no, it's not your voice. Like sometimes I'm just in moods where I'm just like, I don't, it's probably because like you said one thing that I didn't agree it's, with. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, now I don't agree with anything that John is saying. It's just crazy how your brain works, Alex. Mine? Like, Specifically? Yeah. Or just women, maybe. You guys just like backlog stuff and you, you remember everything. <laughs> what, what were we talking about? What were we talking about the other day? Like if you were on the back of the motorcycle. Oh, it was Star was born and Gaga was on the back of um, Bradley Cooper's motorcycle in the movie. And then... They were at the diner. And he's like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I just wrote this, sound, this song down while we were on our ride. And I was like, that's Alex. She's Gaga. And then in that situation, if I was riding the, driving the motorcycle, I'd just be like, I have nothing in my brain. I'm just driving. <laughs> just driving <laughs> no, down the be, road. You'd be like getting pissed at the people driving around. Like, that's you. Like, you're, I think women are like, we're always thinking about everything else and not really like what's happening like currently. Because like, we're just worried about everything. And you're just like, there's a squirrel in that tree and he's <laughs> going to destroy that tree and put pine nuts on my driveway. <laughs> and I'm going to have to clean. Pine, I don't fucking know. Pine nuts, <laughs> pine cones, pine nuts. Oh wait, pine nuts. Acorns. Acorns. <laughs> <laughs> um, I already like forgot. That's what fine. My this, this episode has been long enough. We did great. All right. Yeah. Review. Read a review. Week. Oh yeah. A review. I always forget. Here, oh, you got one? Yes. Pine nuts. Where are like are pine nuts in a shell? Like where? How how are they? What's what's a pine nuts original form? I don't know. Aren't they're they really expensive. expensive though? They're expensive. I remember getting a little glass jar of it for like twelve dollars. Yeah. Mm. What, did mm. I, what did I put pine nuts on? I made. Something. I think like a pasta dish, like with um. What are those Pistachios. called? Capers. Oh. Or maybe we put it in like a broccoli rom. <laughs> maybe I, I love broccoli rom. <laughs> okay. Review from Carla. The title is Farts. <laughs> Five stars. I love these guys. I've never related more to someone I've never met. P.S. I wish my partner would be more like John when it comes to farting. Oh, like respectful. Courteous. John is not respectful. Just you guys have to know that. He's not. I am. Yes, I am. I'm courteous. Yes, I am. Anyways, guys, thank right. you so much. Like, subscribe, email. email. Five stars. Surprise. Su su surprise. Surprise. <laughs> surprise. <laughs> subscribe to our YouTube. <laughs> uh, anyway, we love you. Give it to me straight. Give it to me straight everywhere. Sorry, I'm forgetting. <laughs> we're at Give It To Me Straight on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And if you want to reach us, we're at hello at giveittomestraightpodcast.com. And we will see you next week. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye.